If you're playing it, then somebody thinks you're playing it wrong. Badoom chink, that's what this episode's about. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcast about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Hello, 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 listeners. It has been one hell of a week. For those of you in the USA, this upcoming Monday is Veterans Day or Armistice Day or whatever you want to call it. And, well, I've been busy with activities at work. It's been crazy. And plus, work's been crazy. So, I really haven't been on social media much. But that got me thinking. And thinking, well, for me, sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. But hey, we're going to get on to the meat of that in a little bit. First, let's get a little shout-out. We had a call-in, yes, from the one, the only, the Happy Whisk. Hey, Chuck, thanks for the shout-out. And I like hearing about the puppies. And as far as, and also, I'm sick, so I apologize for how awful I sound. Tim, when he writes his adventures and he's writing for someone, there is something so cool about writing for a player and knowing what that player is maybe afraid of or what they'll react to or what they won't react to. It, it's fantastic. I love it. All right, that's all I got. Have a good weekend, Wiscout. And thank you for the call and get well because it sounds like you caught whatever smoochy face had. Get well, get well. And speaking of you, well, you always remind me of food. You always do. So, hey, we check grognards and gourmands on me we we just i just posted up what we had last night and tonight yes sunday night is we're having another special dinner our last sort of warm day before that awful awful cold streak hits texas and like i said thank you for calling in and get well soon and well hope smoochy face is feeling better well, there's been a lot of running around this weekend. At least I've been running around like crazy this week. And I really haven't had time to really even look at social media, look at blogs, even my own. I got a post that I still have to write today. And, well, while I was busy, I had, at least my mind was thinking sometimes, because part of that busyness was while well, sitting in a car driving to Houston. So uh, I had a bit of time to think where I couldn't actually do that much. Now, this goes back to... Uh, few posts on, I don't remember, it was MeWe or Facebook or something, one of those, one of those places, and something that's also been like boiling in the back of my head, so it's all coming together now. So I'm going to start with the first supposition here, and that is, in today's current, we'll call it an environment, because it's not really a community, that celebrity and controversy go farther than content. Just try a Google search. Try finding anything about an old school game. Half, actually, half the time, if you try to Google old school games, you end up with old school video games. So you gotta put the tabletop in there. So in that way, you've kind of got you know search engines working against you. And then you've kind of you know a, when G Plus imploded, a lot of people went to Reddit. It's like Reddit's great. It's like uh, to me, Reddit works too much like a popularity contest with everybody. Uploading and downloading, well, you know, just because y'all hate something doesn't mean I I don't like something, and I want to see see what maybe you don't like, or maybe that the group as a whole doesn't like. So Reddit was not for me. So well, what can I say about RPG Net? Other than anything I've seen, there has been a well, it's been a dumpster fire. It's been a dumpster fire for years. And that's just my opinion. You may love it, but it's a freaking dumpster fire in a cesspool. That's my opinion. 
Excuse me, I had to get something to drink, and I have a feeling I'm going to have a dog come running into the office any moment now because the door is closed and she is not in here. Anyway, back onto my, my topic at hand of celebrity and controversy over content. So that's, if I barely remember what I just said. So, hello, little girl. Just got to teach you now how to close the door. All right, so where was I? Yes. So, yes, social media. Okay, and general social media, especially the Facebook. What gets traction in a lot of communities and feeds, of course, is controversy because, you know, that gets reshared more than content does. And, you know, usually about once a month I see that if you like a creator, share their stuff. So I'm going to say it again. If you like a creator, share their stuff. It's a blog post. Maybe share an old blog post. Nobody shares their old blog posts. So maybe I'll start doing that. But th that's part of my original thought of this whole process here of social media and everything else. Now this goes on to my next thought. This was my epiphany. I do not need the masses' approval. I've read, I don't know how many articles about, this is how you do a blog, this is what you should do, and all sorts of crazy stuff of, you should always post on social media, blah, 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 blah. Screw it. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to do it my way. So what does it mean? I have no idea. Because I'm going to break old habits that I've created a long time ago when I was just learning how to blog. And you know what? It's time to color outside the lines, folks. If you ain't one of the celebrities, if you weren't a controversial figure, nobody's going to care. And that's the truth of it. We all want acceptance, but I really don't think in the, in the current environment it ain't happening. So you know what? Do what you like. Do what you enjoy. Share it. And sure, somebody's going to hate it. Somebody's going to find some little comment you made somewhere years ago and take it out of context and use it to fuel the flames of the internet lynch mob. I say this as delicately as I can. Fuck them. And of course, that also means it's November and it's the end of the year, so it's also time to, you know, do that mental house cleaning and planning for next year. And part of my thanks to Happy Whisk and them, I am like going through the decluttering of the house. I did phase two of the office this weekend so uh that was more cleaning than decluttering because there was lots of stuff i had not cleaned in a long time and i was going to do it one weekend but the closet alone took last weekend and this weekend a little reorganization it's not back to where i want it yet but i've got more stuff i've got to do just in the office to get things where i want because i want to move them around and change up my feng shui if i will because it's time like I said before, it's time to just, just start throwing the shit out there and doing what you want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's my plan for 2020 already. Yeah, it's November. Everybody does this crap at the end of the year. So am I. I'm going to get a little lead on there. And that's true for so many different things, just besides not just gaming and everything else. So let's actually move on to some gaming topics. How about that? Because that's one of the things this, this podcast is about. It's also about food. And we are smoking ribs right now. That's right, ribs. And we're doing a special rub. If it comes out good, I might mention it in our little group on MeWe. If you're a gamer and you like food, check out Gourmands and Gourmands. Grognards and Gourmands. That's what it's called, I think. I found it. I should know the damn name. And speaking of names, yes, I did get the right domain. They might be gazebos.blog. That be me. And it's B this time. And the B... That's the primary domain, and uh, everything's going to change up. But hey, there's some forwarding there. It'll work. 
All right, let's move on to some gaming stuff. This is D&D Bootcamp. Here you will learn about the Dungeons and the Dragons. <laughs> if you don't, you will die a horrible and embarrassing death. Your friends will loot your body and leave your cold corpse to be eaten by giant rats. Ah, yes, D&D Boot Camp. Here's where I yak about uh, stuff for new players and DMs. Last week I did the DMs, and I've talked about fighters, and I've talked about magic users. Let's talk about clerics and druids. Okay, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And for that, I need to go back to my ancient tomes of wisdom. In this particular case, Supplement 1, Greyhawk from the Little Brown Books. I want to look at that a little bit. Clerics, you've pretty much kind of unchanged. There's some weird stuff in 3rd edition and Pathfinder. Um, there was a very old post I did a long time ago about clerics. There's between old school and new school. Just be thankful I'm doing a freaking episode, people. Between old school and new school clerics, and that goes down to the simple old school clerics. You healed, but your job is when those undead showed up. Because if you look at like 3rd, 4th, and 5th edition... All those undeads, the, those level-draining, strength-draining undeads, they were massively nerfed. So, back then, undead showed up and you threw that cleric out front. That was his job. Healing was a fringe benefit. And like Pathfinder 3rd Edition, heal bot, heal bot, heal bot. 5th Edition, take healing domain. Heal bot, heal bot, heal bot. In my opinion, that's freaking boring. So, you know... If you're a new player, they're going to tell you to be the heal bot. Yeah, you're the healer. You need to keep people alive. But you, that's not all you need to do. And like I said at the beginning, if you're playing it, somebody thinks you're playing it wrong. So, if you're not healing enough, somebody's going to whine. Guess what? Heal them, but don't babysit them. That's fine. Do other things besides healing. It's perfectly fine. Yes, Somebody will be mad if you let their character die, but it doesn't mean you just sit in the back and just heal that and buff. That's it. You've got other crap you can do, especially in 5e with the domains. War domain's good. Grave domain's good. A lot of the domains suck, I admit it. But old school, yeah, hey, you were the, you were the second best fighter. You, were, you had the second best hit die. So, and guess what? Healing wasn't that great in old editions. It kept you alive, but it didn't really... Like 3rd edition, death was just a financial drain. Now what about druids? <laughs> druids are weird. Because in later editions, you're part cleric, part Tarzan, or part shapeshifter. Which, in part cleric in a way, because you heal too. So, but let's go to the... Uh, that's why I dug this out, because I talked about it last episode. I want to talk about it a little deeper in this episode, because... We're going to read the description of druids from the Supplement 1. They're neutral priests. And they differ in armor class hit die as well as in movement capability and in combination and or combination of clerics and magic users. So they're not tree-hugging hippies. Magic use ranges from 5th to 7th level, while cleric ranges from 7th to 9th level. Druids may shape change three times per day, once to any reptile, bird, or animal, respectively. I think they meant to say mammal. I think that was that last one. From 
some size as small as a raven to as large as a small bear. And then they go with the company. There were no separate druid spells, you fighter. Uh, fighter. <laughs> it's been a long weekend, too, folks. I'm sorry. Cleric and magic user spells. Shape change ability. That's about it. Now, I think Blackmore's actually got the druid class in it, so we'll talk about that much later on in the podcast. But that kind of just shows you not only the evolution of the druid, that the druid kind of, in my opinion, kind of got thrown in there just because... Originally, you had good clerics, or lawful clerics, chaos clerics, or evil clerics, but there weren't any neutral clerics. So they kind of made druids neutral clerics for a while. So in a way, the druid is a utility class. So actually, it might be more fun to play a druid, which I haven't done that much, which is going to be on my list. I think I'm going to do that next campaign, play a druid. Who knows? Anyway, as I say, practically every time I do D&D boot camp for new players... Play what you want. Listen to the advice. You don't necessarily have to follow it all the time. Think about what the other players are saying, but they're not orders, okay? And here's one of the most important things. If the group sucks, find a new group. It happens all the time. and Trust me, but when it does work, it is a thing of wonder. All right, that is enough for D&D Boot Camp. All right, yeah, this episode is kind of a ramble cast, and I haven't done that as well as I wanted to, but hey, it's going to be fun. So what have I got up next? Yeah, we're going to do those ancient tomes of wisdom. Yeah, that's right. Should I do the... I'm going to do the... Do do the music, Joe. Do the music. Tomes of ancient forbidden knowledge. And I'd like to thank you for staying around this long. Now we're going on to, like I said, Tomes of Ancient Forbidden Knowledge. We're going, we're still, like I said, we're still on Greyhawk, okay? We're reading through the little brown books. It's going to be fun when we get the homes in Moldavay. Woohoo! What was I on? I got on Umberhulks. Remember Umberhulks? They're crazy. They're weird creatures. But did you know they're somewhat similar to human in shape? And can be mistaken in the dark for something less deadly than it really is. That's from the original D&D. They... Believe it or not, that giant bug thing looks like a human. Maybe after about three dozen ales. Uh, typically, these are eight feet tall, five feet wide, because most humans are... Innocuous things are eight feet tall and five feet wide. With heads resembling bushel baskets and gaping maws flanked by pairs of exceedingly sharp mandibles. Yeah, it's got to be pretty effing dark, and you've got to be pretty drunk to mistake that as something um, less deadly. It travels about on two legs. If it is viewed squarely, its four eyes cause confusion. Say versus magic or be confused. That's the tough part. Its claws are harder than iron, causing terrible damage when used as weapons. But they are primarily, but they are used primarily by the beast for burrowing through rocks. They highly prize human flesh. Aye. You can mistake it for something Elkis in the dark. It's eight feet tall and has mandibles. Really? God, okay, anyway. The Splacer Beast. It's a puma. It has six legs and two tentacles. It is blackish. Instead of black, it is only blackish. And its eyes glow a hellish green. They always appear to be three feet from their actual position. 
So for purposes of hitting them or when they must make saving throws, they are treated as a man wearing dis a displacer cloak as far as penalties and bonuses are concerned. You know, yes, this is the original edition, but so many times they reference other things in their descriptions. Like, at least I have Randall and reference Chainmail again. All right, their magical resistance is high, equaling that of a 12th level fighter. Its primary weapon of attack are the two tentacles, which armed which are armed with rough, horny edges, which inflict horrible wounds. And there's a big, uh, big thing to do between displacer beasts and blink dogs. Because, well, dogs and cats. What do you think? Blink dogs. Um, they're African. They resemble African wild dogs, in case you didn't realize it. High intelligence and, and teleport. They travel in packs. And when in combat, they will teleport around their opponents in random fashion at random intervals. Um. The, okay, the entire block will blink out if seriously threatened. Okay. Blink dogs are basically lawful and will always attack displacer beasts. The hellhounds. Well, okay, they're evil dogs. Okay, and do they have a press round? Let's see. Let's see what old hellhounds were like. Um, they breathe fire. And it corresponds to the number of hit dice they have. Below three to a high of seven, seven six-sided dice. Yeah. They're stealthy. And they can detect hidden and invisible creatures. And they like to hang out and fire giants. And they're sort of smart. Yeah. Face, we got this whole string of, of, of teleporting monsters. Face spiders. Yeah. They're, they're big spiders. They, they teleport around. Ross monsters. They're the monster that every player character hates because it eats your equipment. These seemingly, okay, here's another problem. These seeming inoffensive, not two words, inoffensive. There was bad editing, okay? I probably would have screwed that up too. Or the bane of metal with ferrous content, for their name implies they have the ability to affect of rust upon such substances, and this happens nearly instantaneously. Yeah. Um, Sturges, they're basically giant mosquitoes and suck your blood out. So the thing is, like, they're, you know, they're, they're always pretty small, but, you know, even a high-level party I've seen, if somebody gets unlucky and gets, like, three or four of those things on them, things go south really quick. Giant ticks, another blood-sucking tick. All right, now, most of these monsters are pretty much like, eh. But here, another classic one here. Let's talk about owlbears. Only you can prevent forest fires. Or is that the bugbear? Yeah, it's the bugbears of the meme. I'm doing it for owlbears. Um, owlbears will attack whatever they see and fight to the death. Like, pretty much like every monster's. They deliver a hug just as a werebear. Once again, we're referencing some other monster. Um, as well as great damage from beak, tooth, and claw. They're eight foot tall. So, hey, maybe if you're wandering around in the dungeon in the dark... You can mistake an owlbear for an umber hulk because, yeah, they're both eight feet tall. Um, um, have claws two inches long. Bodies are free. Tend towards feathers over the cranial region. That's a big word for head. And their skin is very thick. And, of course, as we all know, wizard did it. Carrion crawlers. They eat meat and they paralyze you. Big deal. Gluttonous cube. Jello shots. It's an acid cube. It cleans out the dungeon. Um, and then when well, we're gonna finish up the monsters here, we've got giant slugs. Okay, slugs, big deal. Flail snails. And then we have a mistake here. 
and it's time to tend the fire. The ribs are on. But I'm going to keep going here because here is an error where we just have the types of golems, but not the right up for golems, which is further in the back in the corrections. Oh, there's some corrections. I'll read the correction. But we have flesh, stone, and iron golems. But the stats aren't here. They're in the back because it was a mistake. Okay, flesh, plus one to hit, uh, plus one weapon to hit. To need to hit. There do be um, fire and cold ineffective. No effect save for... Spells have no effect save for fire or cold, which slows movement by 50%. Lightning restores damage. Offensive capability. Strength allows them to crush through wooden structures and the like. They strike twice per turn for 2 to 16 points of damage. Oh, stone, you need a plus 2 to hit them. Uh, spells, which affect rock and fire, which slows by movement. Reversed rock to mud, spells restores damage. Bleah. I'll be happy if I get through this episode. They're twice as strong as stone golems and slow one opponent per turn. They strike once per turn for 3 to 24 points of damage. And then the Iron Golem. You need plus 3 weapons to hit. No other magic save Lightning, which allows the movement of 50% for 3rd turns. And Fire restores damage. Strength is thrice that of a Flesh Golem. And they're able to breathe Poisonous Gas and strike for 4 to 40 points per turn. That could be really rough. I'll read all the errata at the end because that's going to be kind of interesting. And we're going to move up to magic weapons next time. And we're not going to do the charts. I don't do the charts. We kind of like kind of look at the uh, actual descriptions of the items. Because that's what's interesting, right? Because I just read you a chart that's kind of boring on the old podcast. So, And with that, dear listeners, let's just kind of wrap up this episode. Because it's been a busy weekend playing catch-up on lots of things. And I've still got a couple of blood... <laughs> blog post that I need to do. Would you learn to shut the door, Joe? Ah, puppies. Yes, I know. You're not, you're not shutting the door, little girl, but hey, I would still want you in here. Yes, yes, you're a good little girl. Good little girl. Yeah, I say good little girl. She's the big one. 45 pounds of muscle. Anyway, <clears throat> I would like to say thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me rant on, well, now, kind of me in a way, which I, I kind of don't want to do, but I kind of did. So, but thank you for listening. Go ahead and visit the blog, theymightbegazebos.blog. Visit the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash theymightbegazebos. Like us on Facebook. Hey, it's They Might Be Gazebos again. Hey, just find it. And with that, dear listeners, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. Really, we need to be having more fun, more dice rolling, and less... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Whining. How about that? All right, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and have fun.